Tom Shrett and Riley Green, 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. It's that time of the year where we'll start seeing uh, fireworks stands and all that popping up all over the place, Daniel. And um, I'm not even sure if it's legal to shoot fireworks. I, I should probably look it up. You know, like I live in the city of Tulsa. I'm not sure. But I tell you, last year, I didn't. Um, we didn't pay attention to that. We shot off a bunch of fireworks in the street, and uh, some neighbors didn't really like it that much. And then we, one firework hit my house, and, all you know, just... I should grow up is what I'm saying. But remember, Daniel, that one time we were shooting fireworks. Actually, actually, twice in our lives, we've gotten police to come visit us over fireworks shooting. One time we were in an apartment complex and um, the police showed up and says, guys, are y'all shooting fireworks over here? And I was honest. I said, yep. And the, the police officer was very nice. He goes, guys, just knock it off. And, you know, we didn't get in trouble. The guy just politely said, you know, come on, guys. Like, I'm busy and I don't really want to be taking firework calls all night. And we said, yep, that's it. But before that, Remember, we were shooting, uh, we were shooting off uh, bottle rockets and all this stuff. Roman candles. And um, this time, I was a little bit younger. I was in my early, early twenties, and uh, we knew what we were doing wasn't allowed. And it was another apartment complex. And of course, when you're shooting off uh, fireworks at like 11 p.m., people don't really like that if they're trying to sleep. And me and Dana were like, "Ah, oh, man, having fun." And a cop comes around the corner, but I was young, and I decided this time I'm just gonna run. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna head for the hills so I don't have to get in trouble or get arrested for shooting fireworks in the city, and uh, so I start running, and I remember I got under a staircase in this apartment complex. But what I failed to remember, Dana, was that I had a Roman candle. Now do you know how a Roman candle operates? You don't just light it and then it's over. The Roman candle keeps going. And so as I'm holding the Roman candle and trying to evade the authorities, it's almost like I have a flare just telling them my every move. It's not almost, Tig. That's exactly what it's like. What do you mean almost? <laughs> so I'm holding a Roman candle, which is just telling the uh, police officers exactly where I am at any given moment. And, you know, my first thought was like, how do I put this thing out? But you can't really. And so as I continued to elude police, um, they were able to find me because it was a Roman candle. You know what I find that when you're with your buddies or whatever, and I, I bet women do this too, when you're with your buddies and you guys start running from something, mm -hmm. I don't care if you're John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, the manliest men in the world, and you start running and trying to hide, you're going to be giggling. <laughs> so just uh, two grown men giggling and running and trying to hide, you know. What, what is it about that? Two things are giving us away, our giggling and the Roman candle. <laughs> I mean, is it like that when, when people all run away together? They're, just everybody's giggling There's and laughing? something about it. When it's we the used best to, feeling. We would roll yards and then we'd run off and we're like, oh, we'd be giggling like little little boys or something. But uh, you're exactly right. So word of the wise... I don't you think know, your son's got the same constitution because I was trying to, uh, we were riding on a scooter in your neighborhood the other day and I was like, hey, let's, uh, let's stop at Tim's house and knock on the door and run away. And this guy, he was like, no, they have a security camera. He thought we were going to rob a bank or something. I was just trying to teach him how to, what is it called? Ding dong ditch? Yeah, where you uh, ring a doorbell and run away. He, he didn't want any He ain't part got of the it. right stuff, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, you're prepared to bestow a great honor mm -hmm. on uh, a fellow citizen of ours in this area. It's 98.5 The Bull, and the great honor is basically this. Uh, I will name my password after you for whatever <laughs> season this is at work here at my work computer. I have to change the password every few months or so. So, you know, a lot of people try to get the key to the city for Mayor G.T. Bynum. They want things like that. I, The great honor I bestow is in honor of your name, name the password, and we have uh, a caller right now. 
Eddie's with us. Good Eddie, morning, Eddie. How are you this morning? Pretty good. What's it like for your life now to be changed and to have the great honor of my password being named after you, Eddie? Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, your <laughs> dreams you. are finally coming true, the American dream. Eddie, construction worker, where are you calling from this morning? Uh, Pryor. Out in Pryor, of course, the town named for the great comedian Richard Pryor. <laughs> Eddie, God bless you for working out in this heat. You said today you guys are moving a box? Uh, well, there's a motor in it. Uh, not exactly what it's for, but uh, going to just help guide and assist while the forklift does most of the work. All right, so Eddie will now guide and assist as the forklift does most of the work. Uh, will you at any point today brag to your fellow coworkers that, hey, look, uh, don't mess with me today. I've had the great <laughs> honor of having the uh, password named after Daniel from Tig and Daniel. I'll try not to. How do you think this will affect your love life, Eddie? Uh, probably not. Nothing at all. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not nothing at all. Like, what would he say that to a lady? Like, yeah, like if he's out of Daniel's well, he password, be, he could be married. Yeah, are you married, Eddie? No, I'm not. Oh well, get ready for engagement proposals. All that will come in today. And uh, gosh, I uh, stay cool out there. That makes me worried about you guys out there working. It's going to be hot again today. Oh, you used to it. He says he's used to it. They keep cool, Tig. They drink a lot of water. You know, you you told me, Daniel, when you were working with your dad as an electrician, that it was so hot that when you got in the car, you purposely wouldn't put on the air conditioner, right? Or something That's like that. That's what I did. I used to also work landscaping. And uh, when you got in the truck after you've been cutting grass, you didn't turn on the air because if you got used to it, it'd make you sick to get back out. <laughs> I have to give that a try. Yeah, yeah, try it. Just sit in your car and just sti the stifling heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't use the conveniences of the car to cool yourself down. Right. Well, Eddie, we, we appreciate you calling, and uh, be careful out there today. And uh, don't forget, tell all your friends that uh, coming up today at 740, Tig, we've got a pair of tickets to the AAA Route 66 Road Fest. And crickets. <laughs> Eddie. Oh. Eddie's ready yes. to move on. He's had enough of this honor. He's like, I, I don't want to be the password anymore. These guys are boring me. <laughs> I, I know. I, I was going to give. I was wanting to give my advice on the password because I had to go through it when I worked overseas, and uh, I would always just put the word password or incorrect. So whenever you you get it wrong, it says your password is incorrect, and then like the birthday ah. year, and then some of the asterisks. You just go down, you know, shift. And then you shift, and then one, it's like an exclamation mark or whatever it is. And you just go down all the way. That is kind of actually... One to zero. That's brilliant, really, to, to say uh, incorrect. And then they say, they like, literally tell you your password is incorrect. <laughs> and uh, Eddie's soon to, be, soon to be hacked and all of his banking. <laughs> right. Of all of his money gone. Eddie's going to be broke. And, uh, <laughs> but thanks for the call. That is a good idea, Eddie. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. This 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Let me uh, say something, a word, Tig, you probably haven't heard in a while. Everybody was talking about it, and then all of a sudden it completely disappeared after, what did the New York Times buy it? Wordle. Oh, yeah. Remember, everybody was talking about Wordle, Wordle, mm -hmm. Wordle, Wordle. Uh, New York Times buys it for like 
a billion dollars, and then immediately <laughs> Wordle goes away. I read that the New York Times bought Wordle, and I was concerned because we've, we've been through this before where something gets hot for just a second. Mm -hmm. Remember there was like a quiz game you could play, like a live quiz game, and everybody in the world seemed to be doing that, and then everybody just stopped doing it, and Wordle... I don't hear anybody or see anybody posting about that anymore. I remember thinking when the New York Times bought it, spent all that money, I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to start paying for Wordle. <laughs> then I realized, like, hey, Wordle just makes me feel dumb. <laughs> I quit playing it all it's together. Like, for me, Jeopardy. Yeah, it's like, like, I, uh, I don't know any of this. I'm not giving you a dollar or whatever to make me feel stupid every day. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. May we all get to grow up in a red, white, and blue little town. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Hey, welcome in to the show, Daniel. I've said it before, Tig is kind of like a dumb, smart guy. Like, sometimes he has great advice about money and uh, logical things and, and things like that. But then other times, he's a complete moron. Like, he thought at one point <laughs> that cupcake mix and cake mix were two different things. They are. So, you'd say now you have another brilliant... Buddy, I... I idea here. Okay, with inflation, and we're all kind of like, ah, what's going to happen? And, you know, the... If you got money and savings, it's kind of like nerve-wracking right now. And I came up with a brilliant idea for you to get things done without costing yourself any money. Okay. What Would you it? like to hear this? Yeah, I guess. All right. Let's just say, let's say you go out of town and you need somebody to come feed your cat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, somebody come over, check on the cat, spend 15 minutes a day with the cat, give them uh, some milk and uh, some fancy feast or whatever. My strategy now is to say, all right, so I appreciate you saying that you'll do it. And as payment... I will give you my HBO Max password. Brilliant, right? I mean, because it costs me nothing, but it's valuable to the other person. So for somebody coming to watch your cat once, you will give them potentially thousands of dollars in free HBO. <laughs> that, yeah, kind of. Or, you know, Daniel, if uh, you're not an HBO Max person, I could just be like, well, do you like Netflix? Oh, do you like Disney? Oh, you got kids. And so I'm thinking about doing this, like, with uh, people who come out of the house who... Maybe uh, fix my gutter or something. Like instead of the, you know, instead of me giving you a hundred bucks, what if uh, you had Disney Plus for life? <laughs> it's pretty good, but you're going to run out of favors pretty quickly. Why don't you, Tig, say you? Anytime I go out of town, you got to watch my dog for me. Come feed my dog. Do whatever. Any from now on, uh huh. Then I'll give you my HBO Max password. Don't do it for one occasion. Do it for perpetuity. Oh, so I still owe you dog watching. Mm -hmm. Oh, so not just for one weekend. I got to watch your dog anytime you ask because I continue to use your password. I get it. All hey, right. it's Tag and Daniel. Who's this? Hey, this is Alan. Alan, what's up, buddy? How hey, how you guys doing? We're good. You guys were just talking about inflation. I think it was Tiger that was saying something about uh, what? Anyway. I'm confused, Alan. What what are you calling to say? Well, you, guys, if, if in this kind of in this kind of uh, economy, people really need to be stacking gold and silver. Like yeah. once you lock your money up into that metal, it stays there. Your inflation stops. So you're saying, uh, Alan, that instead of if Tig you did if you did Tig a favor, instead of his HBO Max password, you would prefer to have gold or silver. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't laugh about it. it it's well, dead serious. Well, that's what I'm trying to avoid, to spend money for favors. I'm just like, this way I could just give away something. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, then get yourself 
yourself some constitutional silver. Yeah, Tig. Constitutional silver. <laughs> Not that regular old silver. Yeah. That's garbage. Yeah, you know, the, the nickels, dimes, and quarters, and half dollars, all night, all pre-1965. But what I was saying, Alan, is that this is the way you can pay somebody without actually paying them. They get something in value, like my HBO Max password, and I don't have to give them a dime. Well, it, yeah, no, see, I, exactly. That, and that's exactly what triggered me was you mentioned the word value, and that's where, I don't know. And now, are you a person that sells gold and silver? Any cash, any any cash that anybody's got right now, any cash that anybody's got is losing one percent every every twenty eight days right now, and it's accelerating. He so, works. He works for the Mint. No, <laughs> I'm just regular blue collar guy, but yeah. I pay attention to the markets and the and the economy. So. Well, we appreciate that call. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll uh, keep that in mind. Gold Daniel, and silver, uh, according to Alan. Daniel made a huge mistake, and he put all his money into cassette tapes. Oh, Think, boy. Yeah, thinking they would come back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, Love thanks it. for the call. <laughs> all right, so he says gold and silver. I say free HBO Max is the way to go. You know, it's not that bad of an idea, but this better be an ongoing favor tag, something that's going on and on and on and on for years. Because, you know, it ain't worth it for the, somebody to come by and feed your cat one time. I see. Um but I could always kick them off and change my password and then avoid their phone calls. Or you could that, betray right? them. You're right. You know what? That, so that I think that, you know, but there may be a violation of law in my, uh, in my submission to you. Certainly a violation of ethics. But there are other ways, man, to manage your money. And we know, and we've hung out with uh, David Limerick at We Street Wealth Management. Now, Daniel, you're not very good at money. I'm not good at all. And, you know, one thing that's, like, intimidating is uh, you say, geez, uh, do I need, like, a... A manager for my money? Well, I'm not a billionaire, so do I? But really, you can get started with any amount of money with yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I asked David Limerick. I said, hey, uh, I don't make, you know, I don't have a whole bunch of money. Do I, when, mm -hmm. you know, is it even worth me starting? And he said, oh, yeah, you got to start somewhere. And if you don't have much money, that's when you want to start. That's kind of the point. Right. I need build, somebody to manage my money. Yeah, to build up. Because Daniel, you go to his house. Uh, at one point, he bought a suit of armor. I mean, you're just wasting money. Tig, that was to fight crime. <laughs> a suit of armor? Well, yeah. Yeah. But you need somebody that can kind of help you along. It's not that we don't understand how to save. It's like you kind of get like a partner in this. Mm -hmm. And David Limerick at We Street Wealth Management, man, he can hook it up. He even kind of finds out what kind of person you are. What, what are your goals? Do you want to end up giving money to the church? Do you want to save for your kid's college? He, like, basically gives you... A plan just for you, and he can help you along, and you can get started with a free, it's a complimentary financial review. It'll tell you how you're doing, and it's not going to be a bad thing. He's going to say, here's how we can get to your goal, da, 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 da. And you can get a free complimentary financial review where he can discuss your personal story. Just look up We Street Wealth Management. That's We Street Wealth Management and David Limerick. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Good Wednesday morning to you, Daniel. Good morning, Tig. I told you the other night I was out at Sand Springs at Our Bar, and I was going out there for karaoke, 
And um, I, I don't get recognized a whole lot, but somebody did come up to me and they say, oh, my God, you're Daniel from Tig. And Daniel, did Tig ever find his keys? And it made me realize that your missing keys over the last couple of weeks are more famous than me in this area. And you came in today and you, you held up something and you jingled them. I found the keys. You found the keys yes. after two weeks, after so many phone calls. And people were calling me and being very sweet. Like, I once found them in my refrigerator. Make sure you look there. And uh, I found them in a, a shoebox. Look there. I mean, just all this stuff, right? People were so curious mm -hmm. that I had at least four or five people asking me about them if they saw me on the street. That's a true story. And yes, there they like, are right there. I had an anniversary, and uh, nobody said anything about that. But everybody's like, hey, man, did you find your keys? You said, I'll find these keys after I spent a bunch of money to get a locksmith out there to replace my keys. Hand to God, you got a locksmith out there yesterday. Yep. Paid a bunch of money. Spent all the money, and now you found them. I have to know where you found them. Well, get ready. And I hope you guys got cassette tapes to press record to find out the answer to this story. Right after Cody Johnson on 98.5 The Bull. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Tig, we have breaking news after many people all over the area called, wrote in, giving advice on your keys. They've been lost for about two, three weeks now. Two weeks? Two weeks. People were coming up to me. They were like, hey, did Tig ever find his keys? Yeah. And I'm like, who are you? They say, I listen. And I've been thinking about those keys. I can't stop thinking about them. You have an update this morning. If you'd please be so kind as to uh, let us hear from the keys. But you have found the keys. Keys are in my possession. And I told you, Daniel, this is so like, it's almost prophetic or something, that I said the reason I held off on a locksmith was because I was like, I'll probably find them. But then a lady called, and it was actually really good advice. She said, Tig, stop looking for your keys because it'll drive you nuts. Just accept they're gone and move on with your life. So I called a locksmith, but I did say to you, Daniel, I said, as soon as I pay several hundred dollars, because now these keys, you know, the fob stuff, they just, it's all like computer and I don't know what's going on, but it's, they don't just cut a key anymore. It's very complicated. They have to program. Did you pay $280 yesterday to get yeah. a key replaced. And I said, as soon as I pay 280 bucks, I'm going to find those keys by accident. And I have the keys in my possession now, my original keys. Do you, do you want to know where I found them? Because people were calling in and said, make sure you check your fridge and, like, just crazy places. And Somebody said, called and said had, they have to be in the trunk. Were they, in fact, in the trunk? They were not in the trunk of the car. Were they in the refrigerator? They were not. Last night, I'm ready to go to bed to come entertain America the next day. And as I get to bed, I look at my phone. I'm like, I need to charge this baby. And my wife had stolen my charger. But not the wire, just the box part. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the cube, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I start looking for a cube. And I said, I know where cubes are. Random cubes that we have in a house. And everybody in the world has this drawer in their house. What do you think this drawer is? Where you put... The junk drawer. The junk drawer. Where you put stuff like uh, a random pen and... Yeah, junk drawer. Yeah, please. You know, like Glade plugins, and you don't know what to do with them, so you just throw them in a, this drawer. And as I'm fumbling through the junk drawer, I find the keys. Now, how in the world they got in there is beyond me. 
and it wasn't in the front. It was way in the back, so I don't know what was going on. Did you question your six-year-old? Uh, he was asleep, and uh, he's still asleep probably now, about to wake up, so I have not had a chance. Uh, you said you scoured that house. You said you turned it upside down, and yep. you didn't check the junk drawer? I did not. I mean, how would they be in a drawer? But that, isn't that one of the first places you look? Explain to me why your keys would end up there. Like, do you ever uh, go to bed at night, Daniel, and go, oh, I need to make sure I have my keys in the morning. I think I'll throw them in a drawer. No, you put them on the counter. And that's where they were. And so after all that money I spent, now I've got Does, in, infinity keys. Now. Will that Maxima fob even work anymore? Which one? The one you the one you found because I knew you had uh, got a replacement. I didn't know if they turned off the old one too. Now I've got several keys that'll start my car. So yeah. so the other day I was. Uh, I gotta be honest. That's a letdown. I was thinking they were gonna be in the freezer or something I'm like sorry. that. Something interesting, and they were just simply in the junk drawer, and you didn't think to check there. You're a moron. <laughs> you had this whole Thanks, man. this whole area thinking about you. Uh, Tulsa was polarized. Was this? Hold on. Was this to get attention? <laughs> yeah, okay, because I thought the keys would... Well, we have a caller now. Somebody's very upset I mean, that, you, people... that of all the places you didn't think our, to look at them. Our phones have blown up. I'm on a, I don't... Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Mary in Cleveland. Mary... He, needs to get, he needs to get him a little thing where he can hang his keys on it. There you go. Mary from Cleveland says you should get a uh, one of those things you hang your keys on. <laughs> all right. Mary, you would agree that uh, the junk drawer is one of the places you look if you, quote, turned your house upside down looking for keys, right? For sure. There you go. You heard it from Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Hey, it's Tig and Daniel. Who's this? Um, this is April. April, what are your thoughts yes. on this situation? <laughs> okay, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and I would definitely question the six-year-old because... My daughter, when she was probably two or three, had hidden the TV remote. We were looking all over the place for it, and it was in the back of her tricycle. That'll make you crazy, too, because you can't do anything. You can't, you <laughs> yeah. sit in your living room and nothing's happening. When I think yeah. back on exactly. this, Tig's son Mac was in here when we were talking about it. And I asked Ty, uh, asked Mac if he would submit to a lie detector test, and he got very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's my thing. I would. Shouldn't Ty have checked the junk drawer when you say you, quote, turned the house upside down? If you didn't look in your junk drawer, that doesn't seem like you really did that great a job of looking around. Well, I mean, I, I, that wouldn't be my first thought to look for Thank it you. for him. It Thank doesn't you. have to be so, your first thought, but wouldn't it be a thought? It probably would be there a thought, go. but... She agrees, I Tig. Mean, You're stupid. <laughs> you heard it from her, and she's trying to be so kind. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I didn't say that, but... But you thought you know, it, though, right? I mean, it, it would be a thought, yes. Uh, just a random thought. Hey, why don't check the drug, junk drawer? I, you know no, what I you know what but, I did, and I'm not supposed to do this, but I went through my wife's purse, and that's a oh, major yeah. violation. Oh, look at you, handmade still, Commander Tig went through his wife's I, purse. Ladies, do you Blessed guys like be it? the fruit under his eye? What'd you find in there? Would you hush, Daniel? Do Y'all don't like it when we go through purses, right? Um, I don't. I don't really care. And my husband I, goes into mine, and it's and, not a big deal for me. And I also went through her top drawer. Blessed be the fruit again, Commander. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but never check the junk drawer. 
Well, thanks for the yeah, call. You know, you're welcome. All have a right. good day. Thank you. Well, well, what, what do we have coming up, Commander? Uh, man, well, Tulsa minutes. can be calmed, and uh, we're good yes. to go. And we've got tickets to the AAA Route 66 Car Fest coming up at 7:40 on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Daniel, what was your first car in life? It was a 1985 Chevy Cavalier. How'd that? Did the ladies like that? It was known as Lady Repellent. <laughs> I had a station wagon. Oh, same, same experience. Station wagon. <laughs> it was a station wagon. When you drive that station wagon up to high school, turns out uh, ladies don't go for it. They don't care for it. Not really. Uh, Jamie is calling. Where do you say you're from? Holbert? Yes, Holbert. Uh, if Tyke and I were to spend a weekend in Holbert, what would there be to do? I'm sorry, you're breaking up. One more time. I said, if, if Tyg and I were to spend the weekend in Holbert, Oklahoma, what would we go out and do? Oh, go to the creek. And one thing not to do is do not speed going through Holbert. Slow down in Holbert. <laughs> right. So it's kind of a trap. Yes. All right. Well, look out for that. Welcome in. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. And today we're playing, Daniel. We're playing in honor of the classic cars that will be at the AAA Route 66 Road Fest. We're playing a car tune villains quiz. Jamie, I'm going to give you the villain in a cartoon, and you just identify the cartoon. Okay. Up first, the villain's name is Scar. Oh, uh, the movie Scar. Well, the villain's name is Scar, and what cartoon movie? Oh, I know this one. It was, a, I believe, a lion with a scar on its face. And a lion King. The Lion King. Did you know that one, Ty? I had no clue. Really? Never, never, I've never seen The Lion King, so how would I know that? Okay, it's great doing a show on the radio with somebody that's completely out of touch with anything <laughs> popular culture or other human-like things. Um, human -like ja <laughs> Jamie, if I said to you, Cruella DeVille, what cartoon did that come from? 101 Dalmatians. That is correct. 101 Dalmatians. Correct again. How about Shredder? Shredder? Mm-hmm. Oh. He used to fight some turtles. Ninja turtles. Teenage mutant ninja turtles. That is correct. Those things are old now. They're like middle-aged mutant ninja turtles now. Listen to this. Not only did Daniel drive the car that repelled ladies, I swear he told me this that in high school. Come on now. I, mean, I was like 14. Okay, so he's in high school, and him and his friends on break... You know, when everybody would go to the snack bar and buy a Spreeze and Coke, he, him and his friends would reenact mutant turtles in the courtyard. Pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Look at that silence. That crickets. As exactly with what all happened your, to you in high As with all your jokes. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. I was telling a story. <laughs> no, we did. We would, uh, we would watch turtles. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was like 14. That movie came out. It was a big thing. And, buddy, we just fought and just beat each other's tails for about 15, 20 minutes straight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, we loved it. All right. Uh, you might have to help her with this, Tyg. This is a little bit before her time. But the villain would be Gargamel. Ooh. Gargamel. Oh, it was, a, uh, it was a cartoon about an inspector. 
Inspector right? Gadget? No, Gargamel was uh, with the Smurfs. Oh, sorry. Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which I wasn't allowed to watch because, no, you weren't allowed to watch the Smurfs. I was never allowed to watch anything on television. Because uh, I think my mom saw an episode where uh, the, this Gargamel was boiling something in a cauldron, and she's like, they're, they're witchcraft. <laughs> like, this is not, this is a fictional show, Mom. <laughs> All right. The villain, Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. Um, what cartoon would that be in? Mm. Help her out, Tug. Jackal? I don't know. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Not, as Tyg said, the cartoon Jackal, which I don't know if it's existed or not. <laughs> this, is, this is not my forte, it brother. sure ain't. <laughs> Jamie, if I said Sheldon J. Plankton, who is he the villain of what cartoon? Uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. And finally, Dr. Claw. What cartoon was he the villain of? Ooh. Did we already mention this one? You did, yes. Okay, so the inspector show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. That was Inspector Gadget. Ah. She did well enough, Inspector though. Gadget. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, you did well enough to go to the AAA Route 66 Road Fest, June 25th and 26th. The classic cars, the live music, the exhibits. All the info at thebulltulsa.com. Who are you going to take to the car show with you? Probably my kiddos. Well, there you go. They'll enjoy it. It's a fun time, man. Kids love that stuff. So I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you're listening. And we're back tomorrow with another chance to win these tickets on the Duvall Plumbing contest line. Yes. And uh, as Jamie said, she's going to take her kids to the AAA Route 66 Road Fest. Speaking of kids, Tyke, today... 805 Off the Wall, where we go to a company's Facebook page to see what people are writing on their wall. Yeah, what are we doing? Kid Cuisine. What's that? You remember the frozen dinners for children? Oh, so we're going to see what people like and hate about Kid Cuisine? Yeah, Jamie, do you ever feed your kids those Kid Cuisines? I don't. They refuse to eat them. <laughs> they refuse to eat Kid Cuisine. Well, maybe we'll have some insight on that in Off the Wall at 805. Thank ja you, guys. Jamie, thank you. Have a great day. It's 98.5 The too. Bull. Today is Hot Country with Tig and Daryl. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Welcome into Off the Wall. We get a company's Facebook page every uh, Wednesday about this time. And what it is is we just go and see what people are complaining about on a company's Facebook page. And today, Daniel, it is... Kid Cuisine. These are the Kid frozen cuisine. dinners that you see in the frozen food aisle. You might see Hungry Man. That's for adults. You might see Sarah Lee. That's for people trying to lose weight. And then you see Kid Cuisine. That's for children. I see. And so people get on to the Facebook and they take time out of their day to comment how they're feeling about it, whether they like it or love it. And there's a very common thread you'll see in the very beginning of this week's edition of Off the Wall. What would you think the biggest complaint about Kid Cuisine is? Not enough food? Mm. They have brownies in there and they have corn in there. Uh, the they're mixed together, and people are going haywire. They so the corn like gets out the, of its compartment yeah. and ends up in the brownie compartment. Yes, let's get going. You can, if you don't believe that these are real, you can go to Kid Cuisine's Facebook page and look right now. First up, Jade on the Kid Cuisine's Facebook wall says, "Kid Cuisine, low key, kind of nasty." 
Why is my brownie dripping to my corn and mac and cheese? Wait, okay, hold on. It's kid cuisine, right? Mm-hmm. Are these adults that are eating this and they're complaining? Correct. Children, yeah. These are adults complaining about the kid cuisine that they fed their kids. I see. Matthew said, kid cuisine, you just messed up. How are you going to forget to put the chicken nuggets in the chicken nuggets meal? Ah, I see that. Now, that's a reasonable complaint. Christopher said, hey, kid cuisines is 2022. Can we not get corn in the brownie compartment? David said, dear kid cuisine, find a way to keep the corn and macaroni out of the brownie. So this is a big issue of contention for people. The biggest issue. The, the, brownie, the brownie's mixing with the other compartments somehow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I forgot David signed his sincerely 35-year-old man who doesn't like cheese and corn juice in his brownie. That's what my question was earlier, Daniel. I think these are adults eating the kid cuisine. I don't think kids care that much. The adults aren't like having it. Middle-aged men eating kid cuisine, and they're the ones getting on Facebook. Well, you know, a lot of people get divorced, Doug. Middle-aged men are the ones eating these. After they, you know, they yeah, get divorced, they and they their... go, and they, you know. I see. My mom and dad uh, split up once, and uh, my dad took me to his apartment mm-hmm. that he'd gotten. Buddy, it looked like squalor in there. Refrigerator full of kid cuisine. He had one, like, recliner. <laughs> Awful. Uh, Brett says, you have coupon? Does, now, wh- what he wrote was, you have coupon, but to me, in my mind, he sounds like a caveman. Does kid cuisine respond, or do, are they, like, hands-off They approach? couldn't give a rat's if anybody writes on their wall. They don't say a word. <laughs> John said, man, just gave my son one of these. He didn't even touch it. I tried stuff. Zero flavor. He didn't even eat the cookie bites it came with. Absolutely the worst cookie I've ever had. Nathan eloquently posts on the Kid Cuisine wall. You heard Kid Cuisine's adult cuisines for adults? Huh? Does anybody you like- heard what I said loud and clear. He said, <laughs> yeah. you heard kid cuisines, adult cuisines for adults. Does anybody do what? Very articulate. Um, <laughs> does anybody say anything good about kid cuisine ever? I'm, I'm going to end on a high oh, note. Oh, okay. We're going to get to the good news. Nicole said, this honestly made my 20-month-year-old daughter cry. Our 20-month-old daughter cry. Her corn dogs were not in it. She loves y'all's meals, and this saddens me. Kayla. Uh, do you know, I, I've got a question. I don't know if you know the answer, but when they pack kid cuisines, is that like a dude doing that or is it a machine? So maybe the machine messes up every now and then and forgets the corn dog? You think they have a one singular human being and they're packing the thousands, <laughs> hold on, thousands and thousands of kid cuisines that so like a, a must re- come off the production ri- line? You think it's a factory of one? No, those are robots, dog. <laughs> That's like a robot that has corn dogs in its claw? Yeah, man. All right. You think the Ford Motor Company still has, like, a bunch of dudes? It's all robots now. <laughs> I'm learning a thing or two today. Mike still thinks, like, Henry Ford is standing over a big old line of workers making cars. So you're telling me when I get, like, a hungry man or a kid cuisine that a robot put that in there? 100% telling you that. That's a factory. All right. Kayla on the Kid Cuisine Facebook wall wrote, I found a weed in my mac and cheese. And finally, Tyg, I said we'd end on a high note. Grace said, I had your fish sticks, Entree. It was so good. All right, Kid Cuisine. I got I to buy you a lot for your uh, refrigerator, so 
If a lady comes, so over. A lady comes over there and just a guy's <laughs> yeah, freezer scenes. stocked with kick cuisine. That's a guy. serial killer right there. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Make it yours. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Welcome in to Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world. And I'll tell you what made kind of world news was right here from Oklahoma yesterday where that guy, he climbed the uh, building in Oklahoma City. It turns out it was a TikToker kind of guy. Uh, we were concerned when we first heard about it because, you know, you don't want to, you know, you kind of feel for somebody a mental distress but this was not that the case at all he was trying to get views on tiktok this uh from news nine in oklahoma city all right here taking a live look on the ground now that is mason Duchamp. he is smiling he was just at the top of the devon tower climbed it now he's in police custody and there he is uh he basically for the last uh hour and 15 minutes or so was climbing the top of the uh, Devon Tower, all 50 stories high, and into uh, law enforcement custody. Another person on the ground has been taken into custody. Yeah, he brought his buddy with him so his buddy could film it, and the police went ahead and arrested his buddy because his buddy just stayed on the ground. Um, but that's taller than the BOK Tower downtown Tulsa. And so this guy went really high up. When he got arrested, he had a big old smile on his face, and quite honestly, the police did too. They were all kind of like... They were ready to get down off that hot yeah. roof. They've been up there for an hour. It was like, so hot yesterday. But I got to say that the only charge that I see, and I, I don't know about the legal uh, ramifications, but it's a, it would be just trespassing. However, shouldn't they come after him over the money that he – this is a prank. This wasn't like somebody that actually needed help. Shouldn't they say like, well, you know, we rolled out like 50 police cars and we rolled out the fire department. Shouldn't you be responsible for paying for that? I don't know. Well, he said. Well, he doesn't say it's a prank. He says that he's a pro-life Spider-Man. He does this to uh, protest abortion. So what he says he does, and that's has that PR firm send out. Yeah, because when he message. started it, the news they sent like a a message to all the news stations that said, "You're about to see a guy climb a building, and here's what's going on." Right. Basically. Did you see Tig that a reality show inspired by Squid Game is coming to Netflix? What they're going to do is they're going to have 456 contestants, and they're going to be vying for a life-changing reward of $4.56 million. So they'll start out with 456 people and whittle their way down to one. Now, of course, if you lose, the worst thing that can happen to you is you walk out of there empty-handed. But I got to tell you, for $4.56 million, I think people would be pretty rough with each other, whatever the game is. And Squid Game, if you're not familiar, it's... It's where adults play children's games, like it would be Red Rover or something like that. Yeah, but if you lose in that, then the drama Squid Game, you die. But Every, in this well, everybody's one, seen just, Squid Game. You just have to go home. Okay. Would you want to be in this uh, reality show, Tug? If it wasn't like the real one, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if I had to be on a reality show, put me on one of those shows where they taste cupcakes or something. I don't want to be like a, food with you. Well, no, it's not that, but I just remember I could always tell, you know, the economy's like in the tank right now, but you could always tell how the economy was doing based on the popular reality shows at the time. In what way? Well, like one of them used to be called Cake Boss, and that's where people were just making cakes and things like that. And then uh, it was like flip this house when the economy was good. People would just had all this extra money to buy and flip a house, turn around and sell it. And then the economy started getting bad. Then it was like most dangerous catch where these people are out on these ships trying to smoke cigarettes and catch crabs. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, people almost dying all the time. They're out in a storm. Yeah. Trying to catch crabs. And then there were people just digging through garbage. 
What's that show where what, they went what to the... What show is digging through garbage? <laughs> I don't remember that one. American Pickers, uh, where they would just go to like yeah, some old barn and just dug through yeah. garbage, and uh, then there was the gold mine show, or that that's right. That guy with the weird goatee would... Uh, I see. So your economic indicator is what show is popular right. on television. Yeah. I see. When it's a guy, make, you know, enjoying making cakes, the economy's good, but when it's a guy rifling through garbage... Things are tough. Things ain't going so good. Times are tough out there. Or when they're, they're in that gold mine... Remember that show, Goldmine? What was it called on Discovery? We used to both watch it. Yeah, what was it where they, you know, they had like uh, a family and they all, you know, guy's were name related. was Todd. He had no idea what he was doing, so they all. Uh, yeah, the grandpappy, like he had no clue what he was doing, mm-hmm. and they would like he's like here here's how he tried to find gold. I remember this. He'd go, I just got a feeling it's over here. And then they would spend like $400,000 digging where he had a feeling and nothing would happen. No gold. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Also, did you see quickly, Ty, got Yellowstone National Park is flooding. They had to evacuate 10,000 people out of there. Yeah. Why is it flooding? Because of the snow melt? The snow melt and uh-huh. they had heavy rains and it got a hold of that river that runs through Yellowstone and... Washed like giant buildings down the river, like five miles. Then it sank. Oh no! And I got I've been to Yellowstone, and this is the very busy time of year. Yeah, well, I'm glad you told us because there may be somebody right here in Tulsa that was going to go to Yellowstone, but it would be like that movie with Chevy Chase, the uh, vacation movie where he got to Wally World and it was closed. Yeah. If so you now got you to, know, like, yeah. don't go to Yellowstone. If you drove all the way to Yellowstone, like in vacation, vacation, uh, you'd run up and run up and punch a real moose. And then you would immediately be trampled to death. <laughs> I think if most would have the the upper hand. Well, we were talking about gold rush and stuff and you know, those things where you try to you try to um get some money, but you know, if you have a job right now, what you can really do is protect your money, Daniel. And we met with We Street Wealth Management. And you know, one thing that's intimidating about that is like I would see commercials on TV of people that look really smart to me doing money stuff. And I go, I, I'm not rich, but with We Street Wealth Management, you can start anywhere you are. If you have a dollar, they can help you build that dollar into something for the future. That's what I asked uh, David Lembrick from We Street Wealth Management. I said, man, you know, I don't have a ton of money. Do I even need a wealth manager? He said, yeah, you're the one that needs it the most. You, I mean, yeah. You got to start somewhere, right? I mean, we all understand saving. We all understand that if we put $10 in the bank every every week, that'll grow. But it's also kind of, to me, about discipline, like to, to be able to call somebody and say, hey, hey here's what happens. Uh, you know, I had a fence that needed to be replaced. They can help you through those things and it not crush your budget. I got to tell you, Ty, I just turned 24. I ain't getting no younger. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah, you better get going, Daniel. <laughs> we Street Wealth Management, and they kind of like, Tune it to your specific wants. If if one of your big things in life is, I want to make sure that I, I can give money to my church, or I want to make sure that I can pay for my grandkids' uh, books when they go to college. Whatever you have that you want, what, what do you like? You're at? so out of touch. They're not they're not going to be using books anymore. They do use books, computers, and tablets. All right, if you want to buy a tablet for your kids' uh. education. We Street Wealth Manager, you can check them out right now. I want to now. be sure to be able to buy my grandkids one of those little chalkboards for so when they're in college. <laughs> of a slate. Hey, well, David Limerick can help you. <laughs> we Street Wealth Manager, check them out. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, guys. Tig, we, we waste a lot of food in this country, do we not? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we all do that thing where one day you're like, I'm cleaning up and I got to get the fridge going here again. And you see, oh, that's expired. That's expired. We do it. Throw it all away. You know yeah. what? I And I was told this the other day that somebody said, those dates don't really matter. Don't throw food away just because it says it's expired. And I have an article here, seven foods you can safely eat after their best buy date. Is that a way for companies, if they put a best buy date on there, to try to get you to throw it away and so that you'll buy more of their food? Well, did you know there's a distinction between best buy and expiration? Vaguely knew that, but I still, when I see that date, if it's past it. Oh, so you think it's like uh, big corporations just trying to get us to. I'm just questioning. Okay. Okay, up first, uh, we blow a lot of money, waste a lot of things because of those Best Buy dates. Milk, if it passes the sniff test, it's probably okay. Milk is usually fine to drink up to a week after the date on the carton. Now, that's one thing I don't mess around with. I ain't messing around with milk. I mess around with milk, man. I do. You I mess stick, around with milk? Yep, I stick my nose in there, and if it smells okay, even if it's uh, expired Monday, here we are on a Wednesday, I'd still drink it. Well, they say it's up to even possibly a week afterward. Uh, two, eggs. You can almost ignore the date because they're good for weeks longer than that. If you're worried, try the float test. If an egg floats in water, throw it away. Wait, how long did it say? I said weeks. Yeah, because um, I decided to make some eggs the other night for my wife, and it said March on it. And I cooked them, and they were still fine. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Well, I'm telling you, they you were fine. Did you try the float test? No, I just cooked them. All right, well, for next time, <laughs> that, that, I mean, you're really playing with fire. You're getting into the danger zone there. Pasta, it's still perfectly safe to eat up to two years after the date. Yeah, there's nothing like... Two years, though? That seems to me, yeah, I think you could eat pasta like 10 years later, couldn't you? There's another hard one for me. Cheese, hard cheeses like cheddar last a long time. Even if there's some mold on it, they say you can cut it off. Now, if it's a soft cheese like brie, that's different. So only the dates matter on, on like, soft cheeses. Mm -hmm. Dry ingredients like flour, sugar, salt, pepper, and baking soda, they, they last a long, long time as long as they don't get wet. Bagged salads, as long as they still look okay, they're probably fine. And finally, canned foods. A lot of canned stuff can last up to two years past its expiration date, especially soups and vegetables. My mom, uh, she doesn't just do the sniff test. My sister was cleaning out. Uh, they were moving or something, and they found some Crisco from, like, 1984. And my mom said, smell it. Does it smell rancid? <laughs> rancid? So if it just smells a little off, she still goes for it. It must be rancid. And my sister was like, mom, this Crisco is from the Reagan administration. <laughs> no way I'm is eating it. Is it rancid? Is it rancid? Look at how much money you just saved us. It's 98.5 <laughs> The Bowl. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Dana.